Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Running Things Considered, and it's Trials Week, baby, and that's very exciting, and I, I think you may remember me saying that the sport of track and field recently hasn't really made much sense, you know, in, in the way that, you know, you have a high school runner going 334, like his second or third year of track, and the best explanation for that was he was a rock climber. Uh, that doesn't really make much sense, you know. Also, if you watch enough anime, you can make the Olympic team, the 800 meters, you know, good, good for it. You know, it's good. And so breaking a lot of rules, but we have a guest on here that I think breaks almost every single rule that track fans have. And <laughs> I'm just going to just go, go through uh, PRs from the age of eight, I think is when he started track. Yeah. The sir. age of eight. All right, here we go. Here we go. This doesn't make any sense. 238 okay 225 okay 218 fair enough 211 and now sixth grade ran 203 then 156 then 151 then 149 as a freshman in high school and now you're thinking okay well you know he's at an insane talent we've seen this before you know he might you know might disappear you know like like it happened you know it's hard to be that fast early well no you're wrong actually he finished up going 149 consistently throughout high school and his freshman year of college went 144 this past season, getting second at NCAAs beside behind Isaiah Jewett, who was that, you know, the guy I was referencing that made the Olympic team who likes anime. Uh, so genuinely just absolutely crazy. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited to, to dive into what makes that kind of an athlete. We have Brandon, the thriller Miller, and, uh, <laughs> Killer Miller, Brandon, no filler Miller. I think that's all I can think of. Um, how you doing? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. How about yourself? I'm doing all right, man. It's been it's been fun to watch the the I guess the track meet all throughout. Um, what 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 did you think of that uh, of the 800 yesterday? Man, it was it was nuts. It, it was definitely nuts. Uh, Jawed got out, ran his race. Did you uh, knew he did that? Uh, I had I had an idea of what he would do. Um, yeah, that third two hundred though was was nuts. Unreal, uh, like no one. Unreal. Could I th- yeah, I think he went like twenty five or something on that third two hundred. And and uh, and usually I pride myself with being like really good at track predictions. And mm-hmm. like I would have bet a million dollars that Donovan Brazier would have won that race. So I'm glad <laughs> I didn't bet on that. Um, and then I was. I, would, I was super confident Bryce would get second in the third place spot. I thought it was a toss up between uh, Jewett, Harris, and Murphy. So I was, mm-hmm. I was so surprised by all that. It was nuts. Yeah, yeah, it was nuts. It was definitely nuts, dude. And uh, especially of Clayton Murphy, like I, I would not have predicted him to run the race because he hasn't really like run that super well all season. Because um, I guess his last team, I guess, just like kind of dissolved overnight. The Oregon Project. And then I guess we moved back to Akron and then that team was like, like one of the few teams that got dissolved because of COVID. And yeah, so him sure. 143 is insane. That's insane. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's one thing about him uh, that I learned is you can never count somebody like him out just because he's such a competitor. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's going to do what he, do what he needs. Yeah. Do what I, he needs to do to be successful. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, you're clearly right. Cause you know, he, he really lit it up and surprised, surprised me, but I, he didn't surprise himself. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So it's, it's exciting. It's exciting. Well, uh, one thing we do in this podcast before we get into, I guess, the, the, the beef of it is we have a speed round. 
Okay. Okay, cool, cool. And you, I'm sure, you know, it's pretty intuitive. Just I say something, you say the first thing that comes comes, comes to your mind. All right, bet, bet. All right. Let's get All it. Right. We're going we're gonna to edit in some, some really intense music, so just prepare for that. <laughs> All, right. All right, bet. Ready? Yes, sir. Favorite workout? Repeat 200s. Morning or afternoon practice? Morning. Do you think you can make the women's team in the 100? Oh, yes. 10, what's that, like 10 to 7? Yeah. Okay, fair I enough. think I could squeak enough. in there. Squeak fair enough, fair there. enough. Hey, fair enough, man. Least favorite workout? Oh, so I'm not sure about a specific workout, but definitely like the longer workouts where you yeah. try to build strength and stuff like Anything that. Anything during yeah, cross-country season? Oh, yes, definitely. I Anything agree. during cross-country That's a popular season. answer. <laughs> popular answer. Uh, have you ever... Uh, peeled an orange but like kept the kept the whole peel intact you know never is in one go you can't do it well never least favorite workout you've done well one time we had six six hundreds yeah i was i was hurting after that workout. six six okay what what, what pace we was going like one it was a early season workout we was going like 135 okay uh, That's it was like a transition up. like a transition yeah. type workout yeah. and yeah i was definitely hurting after that workout man Man, are you going to start watching more anime after seeing Jewish performance? Oh, I've already, I've, I've already watched anime a little you bit. You do? So. <laughs> yes, Good. Yes, which, which one? Like, like, what, what's your go-to or all over the place? Uh, my favorite one is Naruto. For, Naruto, for, for certain. In the back right here. Oh, uh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Naruto picture yeah, right there, dude. Love Naruto. That's high. It's it's insane how many like good runners are just like I don't know like kind of grew up on anime. Oh, yeah. Like 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 Oliver Hoare, the the 1500 meter runner, uh, uh, big anime guy, Carlos, big anime guy. I I, I think it's kind of interesting because I guess like the whole, uh, you know, I guess the moral of the story is just like you can do anything no matter how hard you try. And I wonder if there's like a correlation. Oh yeah, yeah, it, get, it definitely gets you motivated to get to work and stuff like that. So. Oh yeah, oh yeah, especially Naruto. Yeah, dude. Man, I mean, you see him go from like a little little, oh, little yeah. kid that everybody's Believe making it. fun of to the to the Believe to the best it. ninja. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, it's you very inspirational. I, yeah, dude. I I remember listening to the Naruto theme song, I think like my ninth grade year to the state cross country championships. That uh, got me high. <laughs> I just still do that. Anyway. <laughs> do you know what the fastest fish in the ocean is? Uh what is what is the one with the long long nose that's your clothes I, i'm not gonna uh, i'm not gonna give you credit for that but. the sail the sail <laughs> sailfish fish. that's right yeah that's called. you knew okay, it cool. wow wow Ooh. okay okay what's the hardest race you've ever ran a 5k in cross country high school what's the capital of south dakota Oof. <laughs> I have no clue. I don't know either. I don't know. Either. I have no clue. All right. Yeah, I don't know either. <laughs> <laughs> I have no clue. What, what's the hardest race you've ever ran? <laughs> uh, no, I didn't. Yeah, yeah. I said the 5K. Uh, high oh, school. shoot. I'm sorry. Okay, I'm skip. Sorry. Favorite training partner? My bad. Um, all the training partners I've had this year were great. You know, there Alan you Clay, Devin Dixon, Carlson Orange, Caden Norris. Yeah, all of them were great. We'll, we'll get into that. Uh, and right, then. Back. This is something we ask pretty much, pretty much all our guests. I don't know how it started, but what's your favorite apple? Apple? Apple. Definitely the red one. The red one. 
That's Definitely safe, the rim. You know, that's a good point. Definitely the rim. One of the two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Either red or green. If you say anything else, it's kind of... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we have some people who, like, on the podcast, who can, like, get into a monologue about, like, the Gala versus the Fiji apple. And, like, they're, like people People sometimes go crazy. Really? That stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's surprising. But, really? That's yeah. interesting. These red one, I mean, we'll accept it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's the go-to. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> Well, for those, I guess, uh, Brandon Thriller fans listening, kind of how this podcast goes is we have five trivia questions that somehow have to do with your life. Um, and so if, if you kind of have like no idea what I could be talking about, just usually the first thing that comes to your head is usually right. Um, okay, but, but, you know, that's kind of how we do it. So I guess without further ado, uh, let's get right into it. Are you ready? Cool. Yes, sir. All right. Built on a cow pasture in 1919, this facility started as a six-lane cinder track around a football field, but has turned into the premier track and field stadium that can seat nearly 25,000 people. What facility is this? 25,000 people. Uh, is it, is it uh, Oregon, Oregon's track? Oregon's track? Hey, what field? Hey, That's correct. That's All right, correct. cool. <laughs> That's correct. See this? Yeah, that could. This is a pretty vague question, but I mean, you you were right. You know, the first first instinct, very correct. So, that's just kind of kind of what I want to talk about. Hayward Field is so more or less this this season. I guess is kind of what I wanted to get into because I guess you had uh you know indoor. You're kind of like like an adjustment period, which is you know, you you were running what you did in high school, which is usually like the goal of your freshman year overall, but then continue right. to outdoor. I guess, you know, you got the SEC champion championship. And uh, I guess I didn't hype you up on that. She's two-time SEC champ. I guess you got one indoor, which was tactical. And then the outdoor mm-hmm. one was fast. And so I think, I think that's good to be able to do both. That's impressive. Um, but I guess kind of, kind of what has been the difference, I guess, going from indoor to outdoor that you've kind of been able to just drop these crazy times. Right. Um, I would say my, how comfortable I was with outdoor versus indoor. That was my, um, going through high school, I always played basketball in the winter. So I never really ran indoor mm-hmm. until, you know, that winter of my senior year of high school. So my freshman year coming in, that was my like first full year running indoor. I was still trying to get adjusted. And um, sure. the season the season was weird. Like um, right before SECs, I yeah. caught COVID. I caught COVID right before oh, SECs. Yeah, so uh, I got back on Sunday, and we left for SECs that Tuesday, and um, you know that's why like I didn't you know I kind of tried to make the race as tactical as possible since I you know was just getting off that sickness really? and stuff like that. How yeah, bad yeah. was it for you? How bad was that? It was it was it was it was definitely you know I, I'm gonna say I had a mild case, but like yeah. the first couple of days were definitely a struggle. Like my taste got a little bit worse yeah, during yeah. that ten days. And, you know, fever, headaches, chills, all that. But uh, my body was definitely able to bounce back and stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. Uh, but going into outdoors, it was um, – we had ran a race on April 3rd. And I think it was me and, and, and Devin, and we raced these guys from UT. And I got third in that race. Devin got fourth. And we were disappointed in the race. And then sure. my coach came up to me afterwards and was like, you you can't be afraid to fail and kind of like 
after that, I kind of took every opportunity that came to me. I tried to make the most of it. So like each race after that, I pretty much PR uh, every time I stepped on the track just so, because I wasn't afraid to fail. So I, I guess was that just like being a little more intentional with like, okay, let's say like you go out hard and die. Like it was just like, you know, part of it. Cause that is the one thing about the 800 is like bad races, like, you know, can be bad, you know? Yeah. Um, and like, you can, you know, obviously like, like more so like physically, you know, like having to rig in oh, the yeah. last 200 of 30 can feel like the hardest thing on the planet. Oh, for um, sure. But, but yeah, I, I'm actually so glad you, I, I'm so glad you said that. Cause I mean, I feel like that's like the biggest lesson for a lot of, a lot of track athletes, no matter what the level is, is cause to a point you're kind of like expect results to come to you, you know, it's mm -hmm. like you do the training and it doesn't matter. Like if it's like, you just kind of say like, Oh, I just have to get into this race and then my PR is going to happen. But I guess once you kind of like, think about, um, think about it differently, like, you know, like you said, don't be afraid to fail. I think they can also be like, be more intentional with it. You know, you, you can oh, really find sure. success and to make that transition your freshman year. I mean, although, I mean, you probably feel way older than you are just cause you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know you've been doing this forever. Uh, yeah. But you know, yeah, it's I, just, I think, it's just, it's just really about like, you know, every time I stepped on the track, um, it was really my fear of missing out on opportunities to get better outweighed my fear of failure. And I think like, that's the biggest thing, you know, that people have yeah. to, you know, realize it's like the, well, we're going to, when we're, you know, all old and stuff, when we look back on our lives, it's going to be the stuff that we did not do that we're going to regret more than the stuff that we did do. Yeah. Do, do you I mean? think like the quarantine and COVID had something to do with that mindset? Uh, I mean, yeah. The I think the opportunities were taken away for the first time, you know, in a long time. Oh yeah. It's like, it can all be taken away just like that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's kind of like getting everything out of this sport that you can in the window of opportunity that you have, because it's not going to last forever. So it's like trying to make the most of your opportunities every time you step out on the track. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. Um, so I, I think that's a, that's a good place to, good place to go to the next question. I think, I think those are all great answers. Um, and this kind of parlays into what I want to talk about. So are you ready for the next one? Yes, sir. So far, you're one for one. I hope I didn't make these too easy. We'll see. I bet, bet, bet. We'll see. <laughs> With 49% of all graduates enlisted, what school had the most graduates of any in the nation to serve in World War I? Serve. I'm going to go with a and yeah, yeah, same. Since it's yeah. a, it's a, yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Since it's a, it was a military school at yeah. first, so I was like, yeah, it's definitely. Yeah, that's correct. That's correct. Uh, and, and one thing I want to talk about is, I guess, your teammates, because as you mentioned, you got Carlton Orange. Uh, he's a stud, you know, first team All American. Um, and then Alan Clay, who. 146 from japan he's kind of in a right. similar boat to you is he, he's your same mm -hmm. age right or yeah, one year yep. old? same age and same so he, age yep. that, that's actually almost like uh crazy and, and the thing that that i'm most curious uh immediately is that um so going through high school you were obviously so much better than everybody else kind of almost always so i imagine mm -hmm. you were you training by yourself for the most part yeah i trained by myself from youth all the way through high school 
and now you have you have teammates with you and i yeah. feel like sometimes that can be kind of like a you know something you're not used to and you and you know you don't know how to i guess even like something as simple as like running workouts with other people uh mm-hmm. how much of a role has that played in in this year like because i assume for the first time in your life having workout partners right uh it played a huge role i mean when you got guys around you like Devin Dix and Carlton Orange, Alan Clay, and you know uh, uh, Kate Norris, who was up and coming, that's right. it's like you know you got people there that can push you during practice. You know you're, you may come to the last rep and uh, it's like you're feeling tired, and then you have somebody there to be like, like mm-hmm. you can get through this. Let's go, let's go. So it's definitely a blessing to have all of those guys there, and they definitely played a huge role in you know getting me from where I was when I came in to where I am now. Mm-hmm. And I want to focus in on Alan Clay a bit uh, just because, you know, you, it's rare you have someone who's just like, you know, almost like generationally good in high school on the same team together. Although you're different. I mean, he's from Tokyo uh, or Japan. I I just said, he's from Japan. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, How, how much is, have like, have you guys like, uh, I guess had in common over that or like specifically that's Mm. like helped out in practice. Yeah. I mean, Alan, Alan's dog, like Alan, uh, he, he can run for sure. Um, oh, yeah. and you know, having somebody like that, you know, definitely pushed me because it brought the best out of myself every time I hit the track and practice. And, uh, again, it gave me, you know, something, you know, it's kind of like we both are pushing each other in practice so we can be the best that we both can be at yeah. the same time. You yeah. Know? And, you know, and I, I guess once he adjusts, um, as you know, to the training, I think, I feel like that's going to be ex- an exciting duo to watch. Absolutely. Oh yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's going to be very good. Yeah. Um, and also talking about, I guess, Texas A&M in general, um, I'm sure you could have gone to anywhere in the country. Uh, what was it about A&M that was just like, you know, let's, let's go here. It came down to like the family atmosphere and it really, you know, having no regrets. I felt like if I would have went anywhere else, I kind of would have regretted not going to A&M, but I couldn't say that the same thing for anywhere else if I went to A&M, you know what I mean? So, sure. you know, just the, the people that were around me and, you know, I, I definitely prayed on it and, uh, you know, something in my heart said A&M. So I was like, yeah, this is definitely the move that I need to make in order to be successful. So just as simple as that, you just, you could just feel it. Yeah. Sense. Yes, sir. Absolutely. It's like a hunch. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I feel that too. Because uh, I, I also, I, I went uh, 149 in high school as well. So, I, you know, I, I, I could have gone most places, but I ended up going to Georgia Tech, which you don't really right. think is much of a, um, I mean, they, they, they do have good 800 meter runners, but it's not like a, a, a powerhouse always like, you know, Texas right. A&M is. Um, but it was the same thing. Like, you know, on my visit there, I went to, you know, UF who won national championships um mm-hmm. during my time but it was just georgia tech i could just literally feel it and you know looking back i definitely think i got the most out of myself um because just i would look forward to practice and yeah just the guys were just great you know the yeah. locker room locker room atmosphere plays such a huge part oh for sure really for does. sure really does um well i guess it's time to get to the next one but let's do right. it are you ready Yes, sir. This one's easy. Dang, they're all easy, I think. We'll <laughs> all right, we'll see. <laughs> 
considered a three-star recruit and top 25 player in the state by 247sports.com, this athlete was awarded first team academic all big 12 in 2020. Who is this athlete? Uh, might be my brother. My it's, your brother. brother. <laughs> it's your brother. It's your brother, DJ Miller. Man, I'm going to have to change yes, it. It's too easy. <laughs> um, oh, so this is this is uh this is what I want to talk about is I guess your family. Okay. Cause gotcha. no one, no one I feel like takes tracks. I mean, maybe I but I, for me it's hard to imagine someone who's I, you know, started as, as early as you um and, and was as well as you. I mean, I, I can't imagine that wasn't impacted by your parents and the support they, <laughs> they had. Um and both of them were both of them were athletes as well. Um kind of kind of how, how was that gr- like growing up um were, were, were they the ones like pushing you in track or was there like a balance between you two well um as far as like me and my brother because my brother was actually really good in track until you know okay. he decided to go play football they definitely just put us in sports to get us like to stop us from running around the house and tearing stuff up and things like that you know how little boys are but yeah, uh, yeah. My parents definitely did a great job of keeping me a kid. You know what I mean? Like my mom's main goal, because my mom was my coach, my track coach. You know, my dad, you know, was like my strength coach and stuff. But my mom did a great job of preserving me throughout my high school career. So she didn't get every drop out of me. So she could send me to college and, you know, progress from there. But they did a great job of keeping me a kid. You know what I mean? Like, I never just ran track. I it was always another sport. Like I played football when I was younger and then throughout yeah. high school, I always played basketball and then ran track. So it was always, you know, having me become the best athlete that I can be so I can enjoy all the sports yeah. and stuff like yeah. that uh, before it got solely track, which, is, mm-hmm. you know, when you get to college. So, so, so you were running these just absolutely absurd times, but just, just to get the energy out, you know, Pretty much, you know, when it uh, kind of like when I hit 13 or 14 or something like that, I started hitting some pretty good times. And it was like, OK, track could be something I could do in the future. So, you know, yeah. but it was never something I did all year round. No, it was uh, basketball because, you know, we love basketball over yeah, here. For sure. Uh, and uh, yeah, it was just, you know, go out for summer track, work out three, four days a week and then come out in the summer and run from, you know, for three comp, compete for three months get done in august go back to school you know wow wow um and 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 i also i also i think it said on your uh texas and am thing that you were the mvp on your basketball team in 2018 yes sir sure that's was up, man. that's yes, what's sir. up what position did you play i play point guard okay I, point I, guard. I was gonna guess that but i didn't you know <laughs> I wasn't gonna just say that, but yeah. Um, point guard, my brother played shooting guard, so it was yeah, real cool yeah. to play like the big rivalry games along with yeah. my brother and stuff like that. So wow, dang. Well, the, I feel like I feel like I, 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 in a sense, I kind of prepared this interview to go different. Like I didn't expect you to say that you were like chilling, <laughs> uh, honestly. So that's that's great news. That's absolutely. I mean, and it's obviously, you know, obviously you're set up really well. You're set up really well. Okay. You ready for the next one? Yes, sir. Okay, this one, this one you're gonna have to answer in five seconds just to make it harder. All right. Okay, but yeah. Ready? In three, two, one. What's nine times ten minus nine? 
81. <laughs> I did so, oh my gosh. Because sometimes I make them like super, super hard. Uh, yeah. I'm going to read you one like, <laughs> I'm going to read you one that I thought was ridiculous. Uh, like, like, like this is, this is some from the, from the past podcasts uh, that I had. Um, <laughs> just to show you how, how, you know, easy, easy. I've kind of brought it. I need to find a middle ground. Yeah. Okay. This one, this one, I, I asked uh, Ben Crawford. It was Urblich Manath Utterdang translate to edifying monthly discussions was a German philosophy periodical issued in 1663 and is the first example of what? So he didn't get that. The answer is magazine. Uh, he didn't wow. get that. But, you know, that's a little harder than, you know, nine Almost times definitely. minus nine. <laughs> yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. Um, so that number is the number of wins you've had based on, on mile split. Really? 81. Oh, wow. I that's didn't even know that. <laughs> I didn't even know that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, that's a big number. I mean, I, I've, you know. But so I, I feel like you've been racing yourself most of your life. Um, mm -hmm. I feel like you've only had a few, a few, a few, I guess, uh, even like losses up until, you know, you're at this level now. Um, how did you, do you, how did you ever deal with failure is my instance? Cause you were winning for so many years, you know, mm -hmm. maybe if you did an off event, you wouldn't win, but I feel like you were winning for so many years that I feel like not like getting second would be like a, a, a shock to you. Do, do you remember, do you remember like the, you know, any specific times where, you know, it, it was kind of tr trouble dealing with failure? Um, I don't know. I mean, like I'm a competitor. So of yeah. course, you know, every time I step on a track, I definitely want to win, but at, like failure is necessary in order, like it's, it's a stepping stone to success. And, you know, I just try to, you know, stay humble and things like that because I respect everybody in the race, whether you run 155 or 145. I respect everybody equally in the race because anything can happen as you right. saw yesterday in the 800. So I just believe that, you know, failure is necessary and it, it creates a hunger in you that doesn't go away for a long time. Like the uh, trials, when I didn't make it out the semifinals, like, yeah. you know, I give myself a little time limit to feel bad, you know, to pout, do this, do that. And then mm -hmm. after that time limit, it's time to get refocused because if I keep dwelling on that, that 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 signals to you know me that like that's the end when in reality yeah. it's not so like as donovan said you know he's gonna he's gonna hang his head for a little bit but he's gonna come back even stronger like he's been down worse before and i think you know that's what as a competitor and as you know an athlete everybody's gonna experience failure no matter who you are yeah. so it's all about yeah. getting into that mindset that this can happen right now but how i respond is more important to what actually had happened for sure uh and i mean just to kind of go into that what would have been like i guess like the toughest race uh to, to deal with in terms of that that you remember that was like the most like character development type of race oh most definitely the the trials the one i just had really? you know i was yeah like um I either this one or actually Brooks my freshman year of high school you know that was kind of like the the starting point uh 
because I got to Brooks and that was the first time I had ever got boxed in. And um, I got boxed in and, you know, just coming off of positioning in that last 100, I lost. So from there on, it was kind of like, I need to learn how to sure. put myself in better positioning. You know what I mean? So I don't fall into that trap again. Mm. You know, it's all about, you know, you don't, you yeah. never take losses. You, you know, you learn from them. And uh, same thing with Olympic trials. It was like, now I got to learn how to get through the rounds effectively, even coming off of NCAAs. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and, and honestly, like, I mean, I, naturally you're, you're going to be, you know, unsatisfied because, you know, that you wouldn't be, you wouldn't be to this point in general if you were easily satisfied. Um, mm -hmm. But, but yeah. And, and I think, I think that's, that's one of the, the biggest thing that like sets apart like good athletes from great athletes. Cause, cause you know, it, it, it does happen where you have talents such as yourself who are just killing it throughout their, their, their like early career. And then I either get injured or have one bad year or, you know, sometimes track just doesn't give you the times, you know, some mm -hmm. years and all, almost never the same. Um, yeah. And, and, and I, I've, I've experienced that, that myself, I, I you know, I've, I've had like all my seasons have kind of been similar, but you know, definitely, I, I definitely, you don't really learn too much from the good seasons. Like you're kind of, yeah. sometimes you can even be the same athlete the next year, although you have all this momentum just because you don't learn so much. So, um, you know, I, I, I think that's great. And, you know, in, in that being, you know, in a sense, you know, you're, you're, you're still so young and I'm excited to see, uh, where you can do the, you know, the next four years. Um, Appreciate cause, cause that, that's awesome. That's awesome um and and so i guess going on to this last final question which is maybe hard we'll see okay bet we'll see you ready yes sir this is the state of emotional physical and mental exhaustion caused by excessive and prolonged stress that often leads to the loss of interest and motivation and what led you led to, to led you to take on a certain role in the first place uh what is this phenomenon sorry i stumbled over that burning out god what the heck i thought <laughs> i thought you would say something like kind of wrong like I, I don't know. yeah that's right <laughs> i just described that um so you know as i said we, we kind of already answered this you know it seems like you have a a, a good a good balance um but I, I guess going forward now that you're you are only on track um what what, what what do you do to balance it's all about not tying my emotions so much into track and it's about having things outside of track that can bring you joy, whether that be, you know, uh, family, friends, a girlfriend. And, you know, for me, it's uh, a big part of my emotions and my, you know, where I get my happiness from is my faith. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like I get my joy from God rather than material, temporary objects and stuff like that, which, you know, when, when people have their emotions solely invested in one thing, it's always going to fail you. You know, what I mean, when in materialistic objects is always going to fail you. You know what I mean? So for me, it's, you know, having my priorities straight, you know, track is something I definitely want to be great in and things like that. But I know, you know, I can't have all my joy and my emotions tied up in that because what happens if I have a bad season? 
that I'm going to fall into this depression when in reality track is only a little part of the thing I want to be as a whole person. Yeah. Um, and I, I feel like, okay. So based on that, so as I said, going into this podcast, I, I said, you, you probably feel like you're way older than you are. And <laughs> I mean, so far you've, you've almost figured it out in a sense. Um, cause you know, I mean, they, they, they're athletes, you know, I guess, cause I, you know, I, I, I got to know a good bit of like pro athletes and whatnot. And right. it, it, a lot of people really do fall into that where they tie their, the entire sport into, you know, how they're feeling, you know, and if you have an, an off race, you just almost work even harder because the only way to get happy, you know, to, to feel like yourself again, is if you're performing the way you want to. And, you know, sometimes right. track doesn't give it to you. Um, where, where did you, how, how have you come to these thoughts in a sense? Like, like, is, is there someone who's given you advice or is this just for the, the, is this just the raw experience of, uh, challenging yourself for so many years? Uh, it's, it's, it's definitely, you know, from experience, um, my junior year, I was running in a 200 and I tore my hamstring mm -hmm. and that was the first real time that I faced adversity within track. You know, I was on top of the world one day and then boom, and I'm, I couldn't run the next. Mm -hmm. So at, at, at those moments when we're, you know, in the, like this little dark place, we learn things about ourselves and you have to come to like this conclusion that, this isn't everything that I can be in life. You know, I definitely want to be successful and I love it, but this isn't, this isn't what makes me who I am. Mm -hmm. And it shouldn't, and it shouldn't, you know, be what, you know, makes me who I am because that, okay. that would just be unfair right? and things like that. So, you know, you find things outside of track and, you know, it wasn't really until I started really diving deep into, you know, my faith where, you know, God said like, our joy should stem from him and stuff like that. So, you know, when I started reading, you know, those scriptures and things like that, that really made me open my eyes and sure. all this stuff on this earth is temporary, temporary, temporary. and, you temporary. know, yeah, yeah. Oh man. <laughs> and, you know, it, it's a bigger picture. Yeah. I look at the bigger picture, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I guess, you know, you, you got to diversify, you know, you hear that all exactly. the time. So it's a different parts of things, but you know, I, I, I agree. Um, and, and I, I guess you said you're, you're putting on a favor in school. Were you a business major? I forget. Was entrepreneurship in school? I'm a journalism major, journalism major. Shoot. Yes, okay. sir. I'm mixing up people. I'm mixing up people. <laughs> um, I did, I did look that up. Um, is, is that something you just picked or are, are you, are you interested in telling stories? I love sports. You know, I study sports all the time. Like that's my passion, mm -hmm. you know, whether it has to do with basketball, football or track or, you know, any sport, just because I've been around it, around the sports area for so many, you know, years. So, you know, my end goal is to be like a Stephen A. Smith, you know, talking nonsense yeah. on TV about sports for, for, you know, for a living. So yeah. that, that's, that's what I want to do in the future. I guess Atto Bolden, uh, do you know him? Yeah, yes, sir. Yeah, I feel like, because, because I mean, you know, as I said, like in pro track, not a lot of people, I mean, sometimes people don't, you know, I guess diversify as we've talked, as you know, we've been talking about, but I think he's, you know, one of the best examples of someone who's been on the top of the game of the track world, you know, being mm -hmm. however many time Olympian and making that transition, I guess, in journalism for him to be right. at the top of the game in track journalism. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I'm sure, 
you know, if you could hunt him down, I'm, I'm sure he would have great advice. Yeah, he's an amazing, amazing announcer. And, it, you know, it's just cool. Like when I was watching my prelim of the 800, like hearing him call my name and stuff like that, that was that was kind of yeah. crazy. So, I was, yeah, was cool. And he's, he's like a really good interviewer. Uh, yeah, really. I, he can talk about all different sports because um, I, I remember he did like an Instagram live with Donovan Brazier. And like, he almost knew more about the 800 than I did. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it was incredible. Um, oh yeah. He's the real deal. He's, he's legendary. He's absolutely legendary. Um, that, that's awesome. Uh, have you, have you, uh, I, I guess this is kind of like a kind of has to do, you probably have an opinion on this. Um, so I, I, I know, I know recently, like it's been more and more obvious and more and more preached that like your social media account I guess like for, to be a marketable track athlete, you may not be worried about this in college right now, but like a, a social media account is becoming more and more important for that. Uh, uh, how do you view, I guess, you know, growing, growing your own brand, being a, a journalism, journalism major along with, I guess, growing the times. Uh, I definitely want to go for it. Sorry. Oh yeah. I definitely want to grow my brand and I want people to see me, you know, as a certain type of athlete, you know, who I actually am. So that like every Instagram post I put out there, I put out there with a purpose mm-hmm. and things like that, just because I am in a business where I'm trying to, you know, grow my brand in case of, you know, opportunities come. And yeah. it's all about, you know, trying to, my, my biggest thing is trying to inspire people, Yeah, you know, either, you know, through, what you know my testimony is in order to like bring them closer to god and stuff like that so every instagram post i put out there is you know something yeah. you know I, you know i want to put out you know what I mean? yeah and, and and i guess i think someone who's doing a great job of that is uh matthew bowling do you follow him on tiktok <laughs> I, I i i've seen a couple of his videos on tiktok he's he he, he he's good at it like he's a good tiktoker like regardless oh, of yeah. Thing. so he i think he might be one of the most valuable athletes um oh for sure because if you can do both it, you know like sydney mclaughlin mm-hmm. she, can, she can really do both you know a lot of these steeplers can really do both um you know i mean obviously you know times are more important but you know i, I that, that that's good that you're thinking about that for sure for sure appreciate it absolutely well usually at the end of this podcast we have a call-in question we have the number six four six seven eight zero nine two one eight but the the gatekeeper of the questions chris chavez who's you know runs cities mag he's he's out at the trials right now partying you know talking to celebrities <laughs> and, and he couldn't get me the questions that i literally i, I texted him and i was like and, and i said hey man like you know could you send me the questions and he returned a picture of himself on a yacht saying sorry dude i can't give him i'm having too good of a time so chris, oh man you know, it's fine <laughs> It's fine. You know, I don't want to. Oh, that is We're funny. okay. <laughs> We're that is fine. funny. But so, so yeah, man. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much for, uh, for getting on the podcast. Um, I mean, you were, you were a great guest. I mean, I think, how many podcasts have you done? Uh, this... I've done a, like, yeah, go for it. as far as running podcasts, probably not, not, not many. Not yeah. Many. Is this the first one? <laughs> Uh, yeah, this year, most definitely, this is my first podcast. That's right. Because so. I, I, when I was doing research, because um, I, know, I know you guys, like, you know, did one over quarantine, one with your brother. I listened mm-hmm. to that just to do some research, but I learned a lot about him, but uh, not too much about you. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
you know, he, he had a lot to say about himself. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was funny. That was good. Well, um, I mean, you know, as I said, you know, you got a good head in your shoulders, and you know, I, I think I think you've you've responded to every every single opportunity you've had well, and I'm looking forward to the next next few years. Um, and you know, are you are you done racing for the year? Uh, I, I'm not sure. Like I might be done, but, uh, it's been a long season. So, yeah, you know, the body definitely needs some rest. So, yeah. And, and also, I mean, I, I feel like that's, that's, that's maybe one of my favorite things about, I guess, uh, college track is thinking back, uh, you know, it was like, it was like you would have like more or less like grind season most of the time, mm-hmm. but when the summer came, like I feel like going out and partying just felt that much better just because you deserved it. You've earned it. You know oh, what yes, I mean? Sir. It feels yes, that sir. much better. So, you know, if you needed a break, have fun. If not, you know, I'm looking forward to the, you know, the next opportunity you have. Appreciate you. I really appreciate that. Absolutely. All right, dog. Well, uh, thank you so much for listening and thank you so much for uh, being on the podcast. <laughs>